Welcome to your next stop. This is Juliette Hahn. In this episode, I speak with Allison Kay. Allison is a celebrity makeup and hair stylist. Wait until you hear how she got into this. She actually went to college to be a dietitian, got a job right out of school in a hospital, and then decided that's not what she wanted to do. So you have to hear the pivots and turns and then how for something that she loved her entire life since she was seven years old became her profession. You have to hear about it. She works with many NFL spouses and girlfriends. And then she also works with a number of celebrities. You guys do not want to miss this. You can follow Allison on her Instagram account where she hangs out the most at Allison, A-L-L-I-S-O-N-K. K-A-Y-E, Glam. And you can find out a little bit more about what she is doing. Really fun episode. Loves the twist and the turns in this. If you guys have not heard, because you might not, I do consulting for people that are in the podcast space, media circuits, people also in the business world that are going to networking events. I help you be able to capture your story in a very concrete way where you can connect with people at a deeper level. So if you're in corporate America and you're going to networking events, I really help you kind of fine tune that story. If you are an influencer, a brand, um, a business, you're an entrepreneur and you want to get your message out, the best way to do that is really to go on the media circuit and the podcast circuit, but you need to be able to tell your story. So I help my clients do just that. If you guys want more information, you can reach me at info at imjulietthan.com. You can also find me all over the socials at either Juliet Han or you can find me at imjulietthan. Have you ever been listening to your favorite podcast and that moment comes up and you think, oh my gosh, I need to share it? Well, now you can with Picked Cherries. What I love about Picked Cherries so much is that when I'm listening to my favorite podcast and that moment comes up that I want to share, I can take a snippet, which is called a Picked Cherry, and I can send that to my friends and family so they can get involved in the podcast that I love. It's almost like sending an IG or a TikTok. Available now, iOS and Android. If you're not picking cherries, are you really listening to podcasts? Hello, welcome back to your next stop. This is Juliette Hahn. I am so excited for this episode. You guys, you know, I always say it and I'm going to say it again, but I can't wait to dive into the story. Welcome, Allison Kay. How are you? Awesome. How are you doing? I'm good. So I always let my listeners know kind of where we've met. And the thing that I think is really fun is from an episode of my live shows, YNS Live with NFL Thread, one of your clients is Carly Teller. And so you reached out to us, at, reached out to me after you heard that episode and we're like, oh, wait, I kind of have a really kind of cool story. I would love to talk. And you and I connected that way. And then we were like, okay, let's, get, let's, let's do this. So now you're on your next stop. Yes. So I've actually never had the opportunity to work with Carly. We almost worked together before, um, but we had some plans change. So hopefully in the future, but I have had the opportunity to work with, yes, a lot of people in the NFL. Right, right. Okay. But so that's how that, that is how we connected. So sorry. Right. It was, it was through that <laughs> episode of hers on that the- episode. Yes. Right, which is so cool. So this is what we do. We start kind of with your backstory, you know, where you grew up, if you went to university, if you didn't kind of where you went through, um, you know, after high school and all that kind of stuff. So I grew up in a suburb of Cleveland, Ohio. Um, the suburb is called Broadview Heights. It's kind of small, so people may know it or not. But I grew up there, and then I went to college at Ohio University, and I actually studied dietetics and got my degree um, in dietetics to become a registered dietitian. 
Um, I no longer do that anymore, but that was my path about 10 years ago. Okay. Now, so what made you, when you went to um, University of Ohio, what made you kind of go in the path of uh, dietetics? When I was in high school, I really loved learning about all things food and nutrition related and health class. So it inspired me to want to do something in that field. And when I saw the, you know, the things that you could do as being a dietitian, it wasn't just working in a hospital or it wasn't just helping people in a certain category. There were so many opportunities that really inspired me to want to do that. I have danced my entire life and was always very active playing sports and things like that. So it made me, you know, already interested in that kind of topic as that's something that I was already interested in my entire life, truthfully. No, I love it because I mean, the thing that people don't really see or, or, or understand, and especially if you're in athletics, it's really important when you feel like what works with your body or what doesn't work with your body. And it's, it's really cool because when I played sports as well, and, and now that I'm older and I still work out pretty rigorously, I can feel like if I didn't have enough protein or if I didn't didn't drink enough water the next day. I mean, sometimes it's annoying, right? I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, I wasn't on point. And so my workout is not as good, or I'm a little bit more sore. But it is so many different things that I mean, food can really heal you, or it could really mess you up. Absolutely. You know, and it's, it's great, you know, especially nowadays with all of the different um, allergies to foods that people have, especially here in the United States, like that always, it, it fascinates me when you go over, you know, overseas, you go to Europe. It's funny. We spent, um, probably two summers ago, we went over to Europe. My son played soccer and he was playing actually at the Gothia cup. So we took a kind of family trip and, uh, you know, toured around, but we started in Italy and I remember just the pastas and the wine. And I was like, Oh my God, this is good. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm on vacation, so I'm not going to be like, you know, and keeping myself in check. However, I'm thinking I'm eating so much food, but it's so good. I got home and I had lost seven pounds. <laughs> it was so wow. insane. I mean, we did a lot of walking, but I wasn't doing like my crazy workouts. But what I learned was, is that the food is so much cleaner overseas. So like in Italy, everything is so much more pure that it's not like here in the United States, which is a little bit frustrating. You know, you think, well, I don't understand why can't the United States or, you know, certain regions, I mean, it, it does, there's so much more to it. It's not just the way United States runs, you know, versus Italy. But so when you went to school and studied that, what was your plan kind of exiting out? And then where, where did that take you? So after I graduated with my four-year degree, you had to do an internship for a year. And I did that in a hospital in Chicago. And it was at that point, I realized I really didn't like doing this. Um, so I knew that I did not want to do anything in a hospital. I then moved back to Cleveland and worked in a gym and I was one of the managers in our training department as the dietitian. I also then ran metabolic testing. I ended up getting a personal trainer certification and also doing personal training with people. And then that was much more my thing. I like to work with people one-on-one. -on -one. I like for people to be happy and in their best so I felt like being in a hospital is obviously very tough. However, when people were coming to train with me or wanted to meet with me one-on-one, -on -one you know, when I was working as a dietitian, they were there because they wanted to be there. So that was more intriguing to me and was definitely a better fit. <laughs> I love that. And I love that you figured it kind of out 
you know, before you got into it where you were like, oh my gosh, I went to school for this. Now I need to stay because so many people do that. And then they kind of live this life where it's like, I'm not really inspired getting up and going to work. And it's kind of like this whole dredge thing. So I have a friend that is a dietitian, but she worked a lot with um, like patients in the hospital that had cystic fibrosis. Yes. And so that was, is that kind of the path that you could have done something like that as well? Absolutely. Yes. So the year that I spent in the hospital, I was just working with all different types of people in the hospital. So I had definitely come across with, you know, cystic fibrosis patients, just like you mentioned. Um, and I was on every floor, whether it was ICU, med surge, ortho, or I would end up in the bariatric clinic or the diabetes center, the cancer center. I was able to work with everything. So I got a taste test of every single spot in the hospital, but I just wasn't feeling that that was right for me. Right. And I mean, I think, cause I know this friend, she worked there for, uh, for many, many years and it took a toll on her. You know, she said, I just can't, I've lost so many patients and yes, I was able to help them through a certain part of their journey, but then it just ended and it was just too much like, you know, kind of emotional. So I love that you saw that, okay, I don't love this hospital setting. Let me see what I can do. And then you started working in the, you know, in in the fitness world, in the gym, which I think is so great. So after you did that, how many years were you in that, in that position? So I worked in the gym, I believe it was for two years. So that would have been, yes, from 2014 to 2016, I worked in the gym for two years. And then that was when I made the whole shift to what I do now. Yeah. And I so I'm excited to get into that because you really, it's so fun what you're doing. And it's, you know, if you look, everyone, you can check out, and this was also be in the beginning of the episode, um, Adi, you can take this out, Allison. So just so you know, but if you guys want to follow Allison, you can follow her on her Instagram, which is Allison K and that's K-A-Y-E Glam. And you can kind of see what she is going to start talking about now. So please take us through that journey, how you, how you landed doing, you know, hair and makeup. So my entire life, I loved doing hair and makeup, and I actually ran like a salon, I feel like, out of my neighborhood as a kid. So I would do everybody's hair, everybody's makeup, you know, probably started this at like age six or seven. It was very young. Back then, you know, we didn't have YouTube. I didn't have, we had dial-up internet, okay? So I wasn't learning anything on the internet. I was learning everything just myself. So I very vividly remember teaching myself how to French braid hair on a Barbie doll. So that was what I was doing my whole life. And I do remember telling my parents that I wanted to do, I wanted to be a hairstylist. And my mom was, I I assume it was my mom. She was like, you need to go to college and get a four-year degree. So, you know, whatever. So in my head, that was always what I needed to do. Um, But at the end of the day, you know how they say the truth will always prevail. I know this is not a truth, but it's similar to that kind of, um, you know, thing that we would say. So I was doing that my entire life. And then I actually come from pageants as well. So I competed in pageants my entire life. And I started styling people for pageants. And I figured if I could do pageant girls, I can do brides, I can do all these other people. And so I kind of just did it for fun every so often. When I was working at the gym, people would always say, oh, your hair and makeup always looks so nice. Um, can you do my wedding? And this was a girl I was that was a trainer with me. And I was like, you want me who's never worked a wedding to do your wedding. (laughs) And she was like, yes. 
So I said, okay, but you can't be mad. Like if you don't like it or whatever, like I'm warning you that I have never worked a wedding before. And she said, I don't care. I want you to. So um, a girl that I was living with at the time who also did pageants, her and I went to this wedding and we did like 10 people's hair and makeup and everybody loved it. And it was that moment that I realized okay, wow, I can actually get something put together here. And that moment, I created an Instagram for my business. And I started posting all of the work that we did. And it was not long after that, other people at the workplace started asking me for hair and makeup. Hey, I heard you did so-and-so's wedding. Can you do this for me? And from there, I just started to get clients. So that was kind of how it all took off. I love that. And you know what's really fun? And cause this is what I love about storytelling and, and, and how stories connect us. It is a lot of times I will ask someone that, you know, has, has a path, a certain path, what they, you know, did as a kid, like what was something that inspired them? And a lot of times what inspires us as kids are things that we really loved as kids. If you, go back and really dive into and think about it, it sometimes can be what you're supposed to be doing. I had one of my guests and it was really funny because she always loved, she was like a latchkey kid. It was, you know, years when, when, when there her both of her parents worked and she would come home and watch the Brady Bunch. She would watch like certain shows. And she said, I always was fascinated with that side of like Hollywood. I always thought it was like so neat. I always wanted to know those people, but in a different way. She's like, it wasn't just like my friends that were like, Ooh, I love this guy. She's like, I know I want to know their life. I want to know what's behind them. She actually started a, a celebrity agency where now she, but it took her like so many times to, she was in PR for a while and then was like, no, that's not what I want. And then she kind of jumped to another thing, jumped to another thing, growing what she, you know, kind of was thinking, okay, I'm growing this, not realizing it. And then started her own celebrity agency. But she said, I go back and I always wanted to do this. She's like, literally as a kid, I was like, this is what I wanted to do. But there was really no job or kind of a, you know, situation, or it was like a parent that said, well, no, you got to go to college. Like, stop, you're not going to, you know, be working with celebrities. Like that's a, a pipe dream. But so, so many times what we dream about as kids is really, if we let ourselves do that and then tried to go after that dream, it could really come out to be something more than we ever think. And a lot of times as adults, we, we take those dreams and are like, Oh, that's just silly. But so I love that that was something that you were doing your whole life. And we're like, yeah, I love this. This inspires me because it was a passion, right? It was something that you were good at, something that you were meant to do. So that's like really cool how that kind of just evolved. Absolutely. And I do think about that all the time about how I was obsessed with doing that as a kid and how I just taught myself everything. So people always ask me, they're like, Oh, well, where have you learned everything from? I'm like, I have never spent a day on YouTube learning things, how a lot of people learn how to do makeup. Um, I never even went to a professional makeup school. Everything I've done was self-taught trial and error. And I think that is one of the you know, things that is cool about me is that I've just truthfully taught myself from age seven <laughs> until now I'm 31, you know, how to do all of these different things. And like you said, you know, with these pipe dreams as a kid, I never thought I would be working on celebrity clients, but as a kid, I always wanted to be famous. So I come from pageants that kind of tells you a little bit about my personality. I am a Leo as a Zodiac sign. So 
those types of things make sense for me. But now, you know, my focus is I myself, you know, I'm not interested in being, you know, that red carpet famous person like I would have been when I was seven years old. But it's really cool that now everything has come together where I'm able to work on those people and style them. Right, which is so cool. And that is, I mean, it really is. It obviously it was as a gift because not everyone has the gift where they can just do hair and makeup. I mean, I am the worst, <laughs> the, <laughs> the worst. And I really have no desire. You know, I'm like, okay, I know I could do a few things to make myself look presentable, but it's not something that excites me. But there are things that excite me that maybe are not going to excite someone else. So I love that that was like something when you were seven, it was like, okay, I'm just going to keep testing and trying and doing different things. And what, you know, what does your mom say now? Like, do you guys ever laugh about like, okay, I said, this is what I wanted to do. And you, you know, steered me in this college direction, which you learned things in college. You learned what you didn't want to do, right? Which I think sometimes is more important than what we you know want to do. It's like finding out what you don't want to do in trial by error. But so, you know, take us through a little bit of that, like what your mom says. Absolutely. So my parents paid for my college and then I was always worried that I had let them down since I wasn't using the degree that they paid for. However, um, they are both probably way more happy with what I'm doing now than what I would have been doing for multiple standpoints in terms of, you know, the goals that you can reach um, working for myself, I obviously have more flexibility than I would have had if I would have continued to work in a hospital as a dietitian. Um, and those are all things that they get to benefit off of and enjoy from me as well. But they, my mom always says, you know, it's, she knows it's not about that. It's about all those lessons I learned in four years of college and living alone and having to really spend for myself and be on my own. So their $100,000 went towards that rather than, you know, me specifically leading that career my entire life. But um, my parents are definitely happy. I would say that they're happier with what I'm doing now than what would have been the case had I stuck with that. Right. I love that. So another question that I'm always curious about. So when someone has natural talent, I feel like if they, you can keep practicing and get better, right? So that's what you do with your clients. You get better. Do you think like if you went to cosmetology school and they tried to like change what you're doing, it would have messed you up a little bit, you know? So if you can kind of touch on that, because I always feel like in sports, right? When someone is a natural, and I don't know why I'm saying baseball, but like a natural pitcher and the coach tries to change how they're throwing, sometimes it really messes that person up and they're not as good you know, unless they do their little quirk. And then that little quirk, you know, is what what it's about. So what are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. So from the people that I know that have gone to either an esthetician school or cosmetology school, they have told me that they are taught the bare minimum. So I do think that if I would have done something like that, which I did, I have looked into, but realized it was not worth it because they're just teaching you basics. And I know so much more beyond basics that I don't think that it would mess me up necessarily if I went to that. It's just that I would be very bored and I would already know everything that's going on because I have already taught myself all of those things. So I figured save the $20,000 and let's not go that route. <laughs> right. Because experience to me, sometimes experience is more important than, and especially the way people learn. I mean, sometimes people learn better with the hands-on experience. And I know it, you know, when you go to cosmopolitan school, like you are doing hands-on stuff, but sometimes it's just like, you got to dive in and just get to it and learn. So you're not only learning, you know, the hair and makeup, you're also learning the business side of how to create a business and what to do. So I would love to jump into a little bit about that. You know, when you realized, okay, I have something, I can do weddings. 
what was like the first kind of thing that you did to create the business to establish yourself? So that was um, probably around 2016. So 2016 was when I worked that first wedding. And that wedding gave me all of the confidence, truthfully, to be able to propel myself to where I am now. And I feel like my defining moment, and this sounds so silly, but this is so very 2022, what I'm about to say, was creating that Instagram account and being able to showcase my work on there. Because me putting my work out there proved that I can do this. And it was very mental for me. Um, now I'm just posting because I need other people to see what I'm capable of. So they hire me. So we're past that aspect of it. However, at the time it was like, wow, okay, like you're really doing this. So I did end up quitting my job as a dietitian and personal trainer. My husband, my now husband, he was not at the time, but he had encouraged me to do that. And he said, you know, you have these other things going for you. Like, all else fails, like I got you. And we were just dating and I was like, wow, okay. And I just trusted it and went with it. But, um, and I am, I will easily admit this, you know, he's never wrong and he always knows what's best truthfully. So the fact that he told me that, and that was what I did, I wouldn't be where I am now. Um, business wise, I watched my dad run a landscaping business my entire life. He was the owner and had people who worked for him. So I had that as a role model growing up. And my husband um, does commercial real estate and you work for your, even though you work for a company, you technically work for yourself. And so I watched him also run his business. So those are all things that either from being younger or even currently now, I watch others around me run things. And that makes what I believe, what I would like to say makes me a great business owner as well. Right. Well, cause I always think that it's true. You know, there's people that are made to work for themselves. Like the, you know, they're, they're true entrepreneurs. And then there's people that it's just not what they would do. They would, you know, they're like, I have no desire to run my own business. And I do think it's a personality type. I do. I've been doing podcasting now since 2019 and I talk to like three or four people a week. So I've talked to a lot, a lot of people. And I would say there was maybe like one or two people out of all the people, I have hundreds and hundreds of episodes that didn't have like the entrepreneur background, you know, someone in their family, whether it was a grandparent, aunt, uncle, parent, um, that had it and they kind of were, you know, it's like a, a gene. It was kind of like a chromosome, right? They have that, that there, but the two people, it was interesting. They kind of fell into it and were super uncomfortable. I think one of them, their, you know, dad was a professor and one, you know, the mom was like a doctor or something. And it was like, it was not a normal thing. Like, this is not normal. What are you doing? And it was really a kind of an uphill battle for them because they didn't have that support of someone being like, yeah, I understand. I've run my own business or I've done it. I've had that entrepreneur, you know, kind of background. And so I do think you seeing your father doing that, you know, kind of would give you a little bit of like, okay, I understand it, right? I understand like the the goods and the bads and you're able to go talk to him. Like, what do I need to do here? So take us through after that first wedding. And then, you know, the other weddings, how did you then start doing stuff for the NFL and, and that angle? How did that come about? Yes. So in 2021, I got an email and the inquiry, it was an inquiry for hair and makeup. And it said, 
my boyfriend is getting drafted in the NFL um, and I'm looking for hair and makeup. The NFL draft was in Cleveland. Um, I currently have two homes, one in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and one in Cleveland. I am mainly in Florida, but we still have our place in Cleveland. And um, I was down in Florida and I said to my husband, I was like, who is this guy, Mac Jones, that, you know, she's talking about is getting drafted in the email. And my husband's like, are you kidding me? Like he just won the college champion, you know, football championship for Alabama. Everybody knows who this guy is. And I don't follow college sports. So I was like, oh, wow. He's like, yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, you're going to go do that. So my husband said, you know, tell her, yes, you will go and style um, them and go book yourself a plane ticket. So I did just that. I ended up styling his girlfriend, his mom and his sister for the NFL draft in Cleveland. So that was April of 2021. And that was the moment where I was like, okay, I'm styling for something that's not a wedding, not a pageant, not a special occasion client. This is a huge life event for these people. And this is televised. Like, this is a big deal. And I knew that at that moment, I needed to take that opportunity and run with it because I, I mean, I had two choices, right? I could have just styled that, flown back to Florida and just been like, oh, hey, I did this once and it was really cool. But the person that I am and, you know, my whole life, I've always gone after everything. I was like, that was my. Point. That was my breaking point of where I knew I could propel myself to become this celebrity stylist that I had thought of being. And, you know, growing up in Cleveland, I would have never thought that celebrities don't come to Cleveland. But being in South Florida, I obviously have the opportunity to continue to work with those types of clients. So um, thankfully, with, you know, the shares that I got on social media from styling that and the attention that I got, that led me to the opportunity to continue to style more celebrity clients in general, but also people in the NFL. So I have been able to uh, also work with the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Girls, um, the Culpo Sisters, who just their TV show just came out. I think it's been three weeks now on TLC. I have been able to style them. So I now have this great portfolio of these celebrity clients that I have been able to style, but it truthfully always stemmed from that NFL draft in 2021. Right. And how did she find you? So like, that's what's like, so cool, you know, like where, where right. did that come and about? I was thinking the same, I was thinking the same thing of, you know, how did, how did I get picked? Um, so I asked her and she said Instagram. So it just shows how powerful Instagram is. And I specifically asked, well, like how on Instagram? And she said that she was searching hashtags. And so I kept popping up under like Cleveland makeup artist or Cleveland hairstylist. Um, and she kept seeing my pictures and she said, you know, I thought you were the best out of anything I saw for Cleveland, which obviously was a grand compliment. And that was just also great, you know, to see how I was found. So that was what it was. And then she submitted an inquiry through my website. That's really cool. And that, I mean, I really think that that is something that's important because I know all of us that have our own businesses that do the social media game and, you know, when the algorithms change and then this changes and there's people, you know, that I've had on the show that get really hung up on it. Like they are like, oh my gosh, this, you know, the algorithm went down and there's times where I'm like, you just have to go with it. Like there, there's a reason for it, but just be consistent, right? Just be consistent. And the more consistent you are, the more you grow, the more you're seen, the more it's shared. And sometimes it's like, okay, oh, I didn't post today, or I got to post today, or I got to do this. Can you give like a little insight into 
because that's really cool that that's how she found you. I mean, that was like a huge win for you. Give us a little bit of like, you know, what you do for your Instagram account if you have a plan or is it kind of just a natural thing that happens? I have a little bit of a plan and sometimes I do have a plan in my head and it doesn't happen. However, what I will say is, you know, as a makeup artist like I am or whatever your business is, is people want to know what's behind the business. So if I were to just post photos of my clients and nothing of me, people wouldn't know who is coming to style them. And with styling specifically, you have to have a good personality for these people to want to work with you. So if you're a stick in the mud and you know, you go there and you don't <laughs> talk, it's like no one knows anything. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's part of the experience. So not only are you trying to make them look good, but you want these people in your, in your chair that you're styling to feel good. And also I've had a good time with you. So I try and get on stories and talk and show product or show what I'm doing. And while I don't give away every aspect of of my life like some people do I think I give away just enough for people to know who I am and um, I have recently gotten some uh, very great compliments that I do appreciate of people just saying like oh you seem so genuine and down to earth like I would love to work with you and I was like wow okay you know the stories are working so I will say putting your face in that camera although it may be awkward which I definitely felt we were doing it at first it has certainly paid off and then once again just posting you know things of my clients even behind the scenes, like people want to know what they're getting. You cannot just show them the end product. You have to show them the behind the scenes, the journey, everything that's gone on to get them to that end product, which is the reason why they're hiring you. Which is so important because it is really true. And and whether it's a small business, whether you're an influencer, entrepreneur, you know, like whatever it is, it's really important to be able to do that. It's one of the things that I actually do. And a lot of my clients and not a lot of my guests don't realize, but I have a consulting business where I help people share their story. So I help them be able to do things like on, you know, Instagram or if they're doing the podcast circuit or if they're in corporate America and they need to network because a lot of times that first time when you're speaking to someone, you might not realize that a part of your story is really the part that's going to captivate someone. And it's really funny. Every time I have someone, you know, a guest on and we start talking about certain things, a lot of times something will come out of that. And the the, the guest will say, oh my God, I haven't talked about that in like 30 years. And then I have my listeners be like, that was my favorite part. I didn't realize, you know, that was so fun to hear that and hear how excited they got. And, and it really is an important thing when you're in you know, when you have your own business, whether it's a brand, whether it's a small business to get out there, because it is going to show your personality. As you said, it's going to get people to connect you and not everyone is everyone's cup of tea and that's normal and that's okay. But you're going to attract, right? You're going to attract the people that need to work with you or want to work with you. And so it's an important thing to be able to get comfortable and do it, even if it's for little periods of time and just be like, okay, this is what I'm doing. And you don't have to be a huge open book, right? You don't need to be showing like all the hot mess stuff, but sometimes it's important, right? I'm sure like to tell a little bit about the hot mess stuff. I mean, like, you know, traveling here, I'm sure you've had some experiences where you were like, okay, I'm going to travel. Oh my gosh, did I forgot this or I did that. Can you share anything like, you know, one of your clients, was there anything that you really were like, oh my God, I would have done that different. Or I really learned this because of X, Y, and Z. Can you share a little bit about that? So I don't think I've had a disaster situation with a client because I am very type A. And if I know that I have like a very big client, like literally 24 hours before I will bring out my makeup kit. 
I will go through everything and I will like triple, triple check every single thing and make sure that everything is perfect. Um, there actually was a situation, this has nothing to do with celebrity clients. And this was a long, long while ago, but there was a time that um, I got to a wedding. This was probably five years ago and I didn't have my airbrush machine, but I had my airbrush product. And I was like, well, that's going to make it pretty difficult. So thankfully with airbrush makeup, you can actually still sponge it onto someone's face. Like it's obviously ideal to spray it, but you can still sponge it on. So I did do that. But if I had a mistake, I feel like that would be it. In terms of hot mess stuff, I feel like on Instagram, the more that I go on stories and talk, you know, get on there and talk, the less I start to care, which people love. Um, so for example, you know, I'll be on live and actually this happened yesterday. I was on live and like I was putting on mascara and it fell on my nose. I was like, oh, okay. You know, it is what it is. Like whatever. Let's like wipe it off and move on. So I, yeah, I definitely have no problem just being unapologetically myself on the internet. And yes, people absolutely love that because that's what, I hate to use the words in style now, but that is what people are enjoying watching rather than the scripted, perfectly, you know, posted grids and all of those things. You know, that was how Instagram became, became a thing, right? With the influencers, everything was like that, but now it's the total opposite. So my best advice to people would go, you know, be go on there and um, be unapologetically yourself and people will love it. And of course, with a large audience, people are going to love it and people are going to hate it. So just focus on the people who love it and keep on doing it. Right. And, and again, the consistency is so important. It's so important to keep showing up and going out and then just not only talking about it on social media, but like, you know, you're in the grocery line, you tell someone what you're doing. I can't tell you how many guests I have been connected to just by like talking at a cocktail party or here and there. Oh, wait, you know, actually at one of my workout classes, one of the women I she asked, she's like, Hey, does anyone know this phrase? And I said, Oh, I do. I just interviewed someone. And she said, okay, wait, what? And I said, I interviewed, she's like, what do you mean you interviewed someone? I said, Oh, I'm a podcast host. And she said, you're a podcast host. And we've been working out for like probably eight months. And I just, it just hadn't been, you know, we get in there, we work out, we really don't talk. And she was like a, a new woman in the, in the group, but it was really funny. Cause then she was like, Oh my God, I'm going to listen. She had a long road trip. She listened. She's actually connected me with people. So the more you also talk about what you do and what you love is really important because it's going to show people who you are and then network and kind of get you out there a little bit more. So I love what you're doing. I think it's so fun. And I love how you really just have gone for it. I mean, it's like you, you're just like, I'm going to jump in with two feet. Absolutely. And the, you know, part of what, you know, working with these NFL clients specifically, I had that portfolio piece, if you would like to call it of when I styled the draft. And so what I did was I essentially just started reaching out to people in the NFL and I was like, Hey, would you like to get glammed for the game? <laughs> um, and people said yes. So that was kind of how it started. And once um, I kind of got, you know, I, that took off, um, the New York Post actually contacted me and wanted to do an entire piece on me about my game day glam, as they like to call it. So hair and makeup styling for NFL wives or girlfriends for the game. And after that came out, I had a lot of people that were very, very, very interested, you know, flooding my DMs of, hey, you know, I would like to be fouled for this game, this game, this game. So and those clients, you know, like to essentially keep coming back, right? 
So it'll be very fun to continue to style people. And I'm very excited to get to go out to the Super Bowl this year and glam people out for the Super Bowl as well. Yes. And we'll have to see you. I'll have to be, send you the information about when we're there on the Thursday um, for the event that we do. And then the Friday, the event that we do, we got to get you um, connected with some of the, some of the ladies that we're doing, you know, with the podcast and stuff. So. Yeah. And so I, that's the other thing I just want to talk about really quickly because it's important for people to hear. Like, you know, it's not that you're just sitting there. Yes, you're getting referrals, but you're working hard behind the scenes. You're also, you know, contacting people being like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. So are you traveling? So also anyone that's listening to this, are you traveling all across the country? Like, do you have limitations now? Because you obviously are one person. You're not going to be able to go to every single game. So how is that working out? So my dream in life, <laughs> which sounds silly because I've achieved most of it, but the small part that I feel like is still missing that I am interested in is I would love for somebody to be like, I will fly you out to glam me for this game. So I don't know, maybe a quarterback girlfriend wants to be, you know, me to be flown out for Monday night football. I am wanting to do that, willing to do that. So that would be like, I don't know. I don't want to say end goal because there never is an end, but that's definitely something I want to do. Um, but other than that, since I have a home in Cleveland and in Florida, I have been able to work with a lot of the wives who either come to those games um, in those cities. So when I was in Cleveland, I had Cleveland Browns wife. But like when we played the Patriots, I had, you know, the quarterback's girlfriend and his mom actually too, um, as well for that game. So if, you know, they're coming to my city, I like to work with the away teams as well, but also the home teams. But like I said, also willing to be flown out somewhere and style somebody for the game. <laughs> yeah. So no, and I love that. We all have to have goals. We all have to have our, you know, our big, big goals. Even if we've hit and achieved so many different things, it's so important to put those out there because if you have a little ceiling, that's little ceiling is where you're going to go. But if you put it out there and have, you know, the sky's the limit, it's when things get even bigger. So I think it's really exciting. Again, everyone can find you on Instagram, Allison, that's with two L's, K-K-A-Y-E, Glam. And if you guys know of any wives that are, you know, or girlfriends that are coming to towns and if they're in, uh, Florida, or if they're in uh, Cleveland, definitely connect with Allison. But also, let's get her goal. I mean, that, that I would love that, right? To be like, okay, you're on your next stop, and this is what happened. I mean, I think that's what's so fun. But that is, it's, it's, you could tell you love what you do, right? You've gone for it. You love what you do. You have found your niche. Are you still doing weddings as well, or a little bit? Um, I only did five this year, whereas in other years I did sixty. So I am kind of trying to steer towards more, um, the, a little bit less of the weddings. I've done hundreds of those in my life now. Um, and the older you get, the harder they are to do because your body just still works the same. Um, and that's a lot of standing and bending over. So I definitely enjoy um, what I would call like my single clients. You mean where somebody is, you know, we're just kind of focusing on that one person and moving on to the next thing. So that's definitely easier. Um, and just the way that I will probably continue to trend. I'm not ever getting, none of us are ever getting younger. <laughs> right. But it's, so. but it's also cool that that's what started you with the weddings and then it pivoted you to these other things, but you learned and really crafted your, you know, your, your gift. So I'm going to end with what are some of your, and you're going to be like, Oh my gosh, it's probably too many, but what are some of your favorite products 
that you use? Oh. I know that because kind of came out of nowhere, but some of your favorite that products. That's a very hard question. That's a very hard question. So I always tell people if I could only use one makeup brand, like if a makeup brand was like, Allison, you have to use this for the rest of your life and nothing else, it would be Charlotte Tilbury. However, um, let's talk about in terms of, you know, my clients, I think that the things that look fabulous on everybody are the Charlotte Tilbury Pillow Talk lipstick. I'm actually wearing it right now. It's one of those things that looks good on everybody. So the hype is worth it. Um, and then the other things that are in style right now are very glowy looks. Definitely something that people tell me that they like want to hire me because of my glowy looks. So whether it's like a super great highlighter or, um, which I also like the Charlotte Tilbury highlighter as well, um, or just like an all over glow product. So I don't know if you have heard of the brand Say, S-A-I-E, but pronounced Say, S-A-Y. Um, they have a like illuminator that you put on your face before you do your makeup. So when, you know, the trend right now is to be very glowy, that is the secret to having that glowy look without being glittery. Glowy and glittery are two very different things. Two very different <laughs> things, but that's so interesting. All right. Well, I love this and I can't wait to continue to follow your journey. And I know we will definitely be connecting with each other because of my, you know, NFL connection with the podcast. And um, it's, it's really fun. And I'm so glad that you reached out. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yes. Okay, guys. So you know what to do. Like, share, rate, review, and go follow Allison. Again, it's Allison K. Glam on Instagram. If you know any NFL people in the industry, connect. I mean, because how fun it is to go to a game and know that you're looking your best. I mean, that's what you want to do. Not all of us have that talent. I know I don't. And so it's really fun to be able to say, okay, this is what we're doing. So definitely go do that. You guys might also listen to this episode and be like, oh, that's fun. But think about someone in your world that actually needs to hear it. Someone that maybe went to school, went into a, you know, kind of career that they didn't love and are stuck in there, but they need to kind of get out and they have different passions, but they don't know what to do. Allison gave us some really good tips of really what she did first and how she got into and how she pivoted from a couple different industries. So definitely share, rate and review. And we will see you guys next week with another episode of your next stop. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. I hope you liked this episode of Your Next Stop. Please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends, and join in each week. 